Hello, podcasters. This is Aisha with Black Girl from Eugene. The podcast you're getting ready to hear is, and most podcasts that you do listen to are recorded on Facebook Live. And this particular split screen with my guest has some audio issues. Um, so we had to stop the first recording, which was about 15 minutes long, and restart this one. So this is where we're starting the podcast from the second part. Um, I do read uh, the letter again several different times, and um, we do reiterate some of the things that we covered in the first 20 minutes. So if you want the whole thing entirety, you'd have to follow me on Facebook, uh, Black Girl from Eugene, and uh, watch the video there. I'm also on YouTube, although the YouTube videos don't always get posted up. Um, like I said, I have technical issues and I'm learning as I go. So um, I want to thank you all for listening and I hope that you enjoy this show. We are taking a part two. This is Aisha, black girl from Eugene. We are trying to figure out some issues with audio here. And so we start, started a video and started again. And so hopefully the audio is better this time around and we can start from the top. Um, so I'm, I, yeah, I, I heard the clicking and the, the weird sounds and everything. So hold on, we gonna wait for Leanne to hop back on. And there she is. Okay, let's do it. Um, I'm, it sounds like, it sounds like. So when you came back on, the noise came back. Um, I wonder if I sound better now. Do I sound better to you now? Okay, well, let's go there. So I'm going to, let's start again. Um, we, I'm going to read off what he wrote so that my podcast listeners can also understand because I posted this on Facebook and Instagram, but some of my podcast listeners don't access me that way. So I'm going to write, write just, I'm going to read just what you said, and then I'm going to read what he said, okay? And then I, um, we're going to talk about it. So Leanne writes, are you really saying that in the United States, we need to keep the white man in power and tough S for anyone else. And this guy responds back and says, hell yes. The white people should maintain control over the country they are a majority in. All Democrats are a major threat to democracy. Majority rule, remember that pesky democracy thing. You're flat out saying white people should be dominated in their homeland. You're a threat to my safety. When minorities are in control, that's called dictatorship. It's not, it's not. Um, we invented the modern world. They would be living in squalor if it wasn't for us. Now they want to steal all of our S and jack our land and control our people. That was homie's response to you. Um, the problems. What'd you say? So many problems. So many problems. I don't even know how far I can go. I mean, I can go line for line and tear this dude apart. But what we want to really make sure that we understand, I hate that we just had a whole other video for like 15 minutes. But I want to say that um, what wasn't, what isn't being said is that this guy is normal. 
this guy is average for for white society. He's actually average, right? We all have to remember that 70 million people voted with this man's ideals in their head at this election. There are still children in cages, right? There are still police brutality. There are still, uh, you know, um, indigenous folks living on uh, pieces and parcels of their own land controlled by the government, right? So, so this issue that he is talking about is a massive delusion of white, and, and it screams white fragility. But the more important part of it is, is that it's not really about screaming something that isn't normalized in our society. He is saying what's normal in our society out loud. Your comment, what we said was tangible. What he wrote is what is tangible evidence of our experience. So how so can we love this dude for a second? <laughs> I said, can we love this dude for a second? He just proved our point in about eight sentences. Yeah, this is true. Right? So what so with that being said, what's the difference between people who aren't understanding this? feel threatened by us and therefore are willing to kill us, are willing to, are, are actively excluding us, are actively maintaining a level of racism and a level of, of, um, of hatred towards us that's tangible in our lives and that the system in which they built was exactly how he described it to benefit them and, and that the, anybody who is not them should be you know, thankful for their for their oppression, and otherwise would be living in squalor if they didn't step in and step on our necks and tell us what to do. Right. <laughs> right. Thank you so much. Thank you, dude. Like. I. I am beyond disgusted with what happened. You so tell me why did you get thrown into Facebook jail?
person. I'm a person of color, you know, and um, he apparently, you know, felt threatened by me. So he went, he reported my comment as um, harassment and bullying. And so I went into Facebook jail for a day. And then he went and he uh, reported a post that I had made. And the post was um, just depictions of certain things in the past, not that long ago, uh, about, um, you know, things that used to be like, here's an example, a postcard, um, a person about to get hung, a black person about to get hung. And it was like, I'll do this, whatever it was. But these were things that people would like send each other. And like there was, do you mind if I say the N-word? No. Okay. So there was one, let's see. So there was like the nigger baby, uh-huh. you know, um, there was, uh, there's just so much, but it was just, it was a post about um, different things that were used not that long ago for entertainment or, or something about like, you know, hair, but, but it had the description of every um, item and it was just kind of calling it out and saying white people used to love these things. They used to use this. It was common right. to, to have these items in your home. And he uh, he reported that one and for hate speech. And it was taken down. And I was in Facebook jail for three days. Um, and I, I feel like he's... St- are you guys friends? Or is he just stalking you? Yeah. Yeah. He's so, stalking you. So this is a this is an issue I like I love to talk about, and I feel like I'm still getting the feedback, but y'all gonna have to work with me. Okay, you're talking about our past truths and what we have gone through, and it's being dictated by the white man Facebook as hate speech because there's they cannot indicate whether how to how to discriminate or discern between the truths of our past as reality versus the hate speech reality of it are, are, is it being posted in terms of like out of out of education or is it being posted out of, of threat or is it being po- but the truth of it is is that when someone like this is following you around following your posts watching everything you do and reporting it to the police I mean the Karen of, of all of this right the Chad work that he is pulling off and, and allowing you to be discrim- to be um, uh, harassed while you're trying to express yourself. And then Facebook being the white entity that it is, just not taking the situation and just saying hate speech and then cutting you off, right? So all day long, we have this man who is actually talking hate speech. I mean, he's actually saying you are a threat to me for existing. Without my white superiority, you would be living in squalor. To me, if I'm not a friend of his and he keeps popping up reporting me and he's telling me that I can't live 
without his superiority and his guidance as a white man in my life that I didn't choose to have, he's threatening me. So I am, I am this level of, of what we are allowing to happen. And this is what I'm real concerned with is that white people don't understand that this is your homie, right? This is the person that you work with. This is the person you keep saying is, oh, he just, he's had a bad life. He just went through a divorce. You know, he's been single a long time. He's stressed out. You're, oh, you know what? He lost his job and he is just having a hard time. Don't worry about him. Oh, he's always been that way. He's kind of a loner. That's not okay. What he is saying in this little five, ten sentences that he wrote is hatred towards anybody else other than white people. And I'm going to go, and not only is it hatred, it's also angry, it's also childish, it's also dis delusional, it's also incorrect historically, it's also a, a evidence of our failure of education in the system about the, the reality of black people in this country and the reality of white people in this country and the fact that what this country even is. This post is amazing because he displays everything that is wrong right now and why we can't move ahead. Right. Every so, single thing. Thank you to that guy for giving uh, that example of what we experience on a daily basis and we say that we experience it but people don't believe us. That's when right. It's out loud and it's proud. So I want to just kind of go through this real quick. White people should maintain control over the country. They are a majority in. All right. Can we back this up a little bit? By numbers. He's right. White folks are a majority in this country. But can we just go back to when the reality, the reality is? Um, can, we just, can we just back this up a little bit? We got to start with the country, okay? So this country is one of the youngest countries in the world. 250 years old, right? 250, and it's like, I think the anniversary of this country is like coming up like this year. And um, so this country is 250 years old. Now we all know from basic fourth grade, uh, you know, world history that when people came over here, white folks came over, it was a land that was inhabited already. Not like a little bit inhabited, like straight up from coast to coast, people, <laughs> right? People, lots and lots of people were already here, all right? So when we brought this this whole idea of the, the, the majority that we are in, when white folks came over here, they weren't actually considering themselves white. Can we talk about that for a second? They were not white. They were powerful immigrants fighting uh, what they felt was the monarchy as a dictatorship. They came over as Italians. They came over as English. They came over as, you know, as uh, Polish. You know what I'm saying? They did not come over as white. So when they came, when they decided on as an economic structure that was more beneficial to them 
to consider to wipe away their their what they considered an oppressive past of their cultural ancestry and and create white right create this 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 grouping of whiteness so italian american went away you know polish american went away right and everyone became white due to economic power and structural benefit that's the truth look it up i'm not making this shit up it's it, it's a very quick brief like overlay of of how this went down how white became white but let's just talk about how everyone else was wiped the hell out all the indigenous people here were killed murdered by disease by by proximity by influence were killed by the millions right enslaved people bought and sold from africa came over same thing millions died on the trip over here right and the trip coming up from from the caribbean millions died the ones who survived being enslaved in this country were were bought and sold between north and and south and still to this day were never a piece never a part of the democracy that was built to 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 build upon this to build this country into the modern technology in which he's talking about he's full of shit there's no point at what point that the that white folks in this country when it became theirs they took it they stole it they pillaged and they and and through violence they created a majority i want to start there your majority is recognized out of violence death pillage and straight up just psychopathic dominance right colonialization we'll go there okay so i just want yeah there is a majority in this country he's right He's right, but I don't want to act like that's how it started because what he wants to say is this is our country. Why Leanne, why everyone who's watching, does he believe and does he think he can walk through like everybody, every other white person in this country, every other white person that we're dealing with believes that this is their country, that, this, that, they, that they have right to everyone and everything that's here. What happened? You know, I mean, history repeats itself, right? I mean, they came on this land and said, this is mine, you know, and and that remains. But, you know, I also, I, I've been thinking about this a lot in that um, I don't know that I'll ever understand that mm-hmm. concept. And the reason why is because I'm a minority. I don't know that I can understand his frame of mind, his uh, his and every white person who believes the same thing. I just I don't get it. This is because it doesn't it, because it's not normal. The problem that I have with this is that we have now normalized him. And the idea is that what he said, like you said so lovely, so eloquently earlier, is that he demonstrates what the structure is made of. What he is saying is what this, what the, when we say white folks, I'm talking about the, the structure. I'm talking about the industry. I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the systems in which we have built and which, in which they, which we have built, which they have created. Does that make sense? So I'm having, going into 2021, what I'm trying to get out to the people is that the narrative has got to stop. We have got to stop acting like this is normal. 
every time somebody sh gives us the gift of their insight, even when it's ridiculous, it's not ridiculous because this is the system and he's describing the system in which we live. This is why black folks can't run the country, why we can't get to the table, why we are having the illusion of safety because we are we are given, like he said, pieces of what they created. What they decide is is appropriate for everyone else because otherwise we would be living in squalor is what he said. I said otherwise he would be living we would be living in squalor. I the the level of ignorance that I mean the indigenous people who were here were not living in squalor before they showed up. Right, because this was their country. In the African people that they stole and that was sold, we were not living in squalor. You know, they were not living in squalor. There was actual, there were cities. There were actual you know, medical care and, and legal systems that were there. They're not squalor. What are you talking about? Central America, there was civilizations thousands of years there. What squalor is he talking about? This is what we have to stop doing. That ignorance tells me the love, the education system here has failed everyone. Not that I didn't know before, but he, just like you said, gave clear evidence of how the narrative around people of color have, have skewed the fear of white people from the very beginning. How else can you have dominance unless you say what who you're dominating is 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 worthy of being dominated? That level of like you said, that mental cog that cognitive dissonance that it requires to not look okay, I want to not look at somebody else as a human being, but let's just look at what he said real quick. Because this is how I am, okay? I <laughs> my degree is in behavioral science. I'ma look at what you said. I'ma look at what you did, and I'ma look at how why and how the hell that connected, right? So let's just look at this for a second. He says, uh, white people should maintain control over the country they are majority in. Y'all Democrats are a major threat to this democracy. So he's not even saying white or black. He's saying Democrat, right? As if there's not like a thousand other options you could be besides Democrat. I mean, you know, there's at least two or three independent. You cannot be involved. You can, I mean, you know, all kinds of shit. Okay. Well, let's not, let's not, uh, you know, you know, uh, let's not take it for face value here. He says Democrats, but what he really means is people of color. I mean, by fuck. I mean, that, that's just. That's right. Right. Um, there's a part in here that, oh, that's what it was. It's like he goes back and forth in context of whether or not he is a part of what he's talking about or whether uh, the way that he's looking at the board like it is like a chess game, which indicates to me like a level of pathology because you're not connecting the situation to actual people, right? 
So when people like disconnect that the narrative and they make it into a chess game or they make it into pieces of a board that you're moving around, to me that indicates pathology. Right? I mean, you're not seeing people as human. You're not seeing the reality of the connected connectivity of this movement. You're not seeing evidential consequence. You don't have compassion. You're lacking empathy. What mental illnesses align with lacking empathy? Not being able to rationalize empathy or compassion? It's not a normal thing. But the problem is, is that fear is so, is so gross. Fear is so uh, blinding. But what we are teaching in this country in order to maintain this narrative is fear against people of color, black people. Uh, what, how much percentage of this country do we break up? Like 15, 13 to 15 percent? If, they'll, they'll, if, the, if we're having this level of fear and they're the majority of this country, don't you think that it is a little disproportionate? I'm just, you already run the country. The systems are all yours. We have to listen to your bullshit narrative in our education system. Yeah, no, this starts young. We have to hear very, you know, what we start learning about Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I still, I still remember the song. Mm-hmm. Second, first, second grade. You know, we we start so young learning about how they saved us. Yeah. You know, and how exactly what you said. Without them, we'd be living in squalor. You know, it, yeah. So I, when I say without them, we'd be living in squalor. What this dude says is that we don't have the co- we don't have the the ability to speak for ourselves. We don't have the ability to build. We don't have the ability to um, we don't have the ability to to grow. To we don't have the cognitive uh, uh, discipline to to have got like for them. I have to, like, I'm, I'm, there's so much I want to say, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm actually frustrated that the sound is not awesome today, and, um, and I don't know why. I'm moved into my new office, and I'm hoping that it's not, like, the connectivity in this office. Next week, I will be in a different space, and I'm hoping that that's not the problem, because um, that would suck, but I, and I have so much to say about this man, but really I don't want to talk about this, what he said, as if it's him. I want to talk about it in, a, in the context of this is America. Right, well, and that's the thing. You know how you were saying, this is not normal. This frame of mind, this potential mental illness, this fear, it's not normal and yet it is. Yes. It, it is. And that's what's terrifying because it sounds like sociopathy. Yes. And, and, and that's what we're dealing with. That's 70 million people. I think we have to start in 2021 and on. And I think I've said it a couple different times in other podcasts. We got to start naming it for what it is. You can't have a friend like this, white folks, and keep making excuses for him. He's not tired. He's not sad. He's not depressed. He didn't just lose his job and that's why he's an asshole. 
He didn't would not normally say those things and he might have something wrong going on with him. This is not true. Because 70 million people are killing and hating and would rather see black and brown people locked up and bleeding and dying than to share a table with them. This is not this is not even dramatic. This is not even dramatic. This is what it is. You I need everyone to really look like I know it's painful and I know it's sad and I know it's incredibly ridiculous that this is where we are, but this this homie showed us this is where we have been. He's he's our age. He grew up. We went to school with him. His parents that taught him this shit are were, were the ones that taught us. They were our school teachers. We have to stop being appalled. Stop clutching the pearls. Stop it, right? Like, this is what's real. And I can't say it enough that this is what the tangible evidence of what every person of color is saying in this country who has their eyes open enough to realize that what, why is it that we're still having this conversation from 30 years ago, from 60 years ago, from 150 years ago. It's normal because this is the narrative of white America. And like he said, there's a majority of white America in this country. Thank God that there was enough people who saw Trump as a threat but when I say, thank God, there were millions of independents who were trying to push the system, not the time, right? There were millions of, of people who voted for our oppression in 2020, right? Our direct oppression, because Trump was not hiding in all of his cronies and all of the, the Supreme Court, all of, were not hiding the ideas that would be direct oppression to black and brown people. DACA, police reform, a hospital and, and uh, insurance, all m affect people of color disproportionately. We have to understand, and th this is what's crazy about this, 13 to 15% of black people make up this country. The level of propaganda and fear towards the uplifting of black people is disproportionate to the majority of economic, uh, economic, uh, like I just said, healthcare, um, structural, institutional, health, I mean, any of it is disproportionate to what we're actually receiving. This is something that I need white folks, and the reason why I say white folks, I need white folks to understand. Because they are making the excuses for these assholes. Sorry, Leanne, say what you gotta say, girl, because you know I'm, I'm up on it right now. <laughs> I can't. You're more of what you're saying. Keep going. Right? I, I know you're not feeling well today, so I'm, I'm feeling like okay talking. <laughs> you still, yeah. No, I, I mean, the, the thing about this, the thing about him and the bajillion other times that I've come across this and I've been directly told this or indirectly read this you know uh, in my life uh, just just this interaction in itself um, really stirred something
and that I'm still lower, lesser, and that I always will be. Mm-hmm. And the sad truth that in my lifetime, I'm not going to see that change, and that we're not, we're not going to see, we're not ever going to have justice for what happened to us. You that, know, that's how you felt. Yeah, that that's what stirred up in me. This um, just lack of faith in the system because it was never built for us. It it never was, and you know we have four hundred years of slavery, and that's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. And so what he is saying, you know, really kind of brought up this sense of. Uh, being not human mm-hmm. you know because he's not valuing our lives as humans we're pawns in this chess game exactly you know what you were saying right you know, and, and we're being driven by them and so you know I, I, I want to hear more of what you're saying because it just it brought up a lot of sadness in me so you know, there's something really naive about me. And and it's like my family, um I have my dad's side of the family was from the Midwest. And my mom's side of the family from the south. Right? And even in my family we have a story of Exodus where they walked from the south to the north, right? Um, from Alabama. And my dad's side is from Illinois, right? So we, we have, in my family, one half of my family, we have real wealth, right? The other half of my family, we bought ourselves up, right? So for me, I have like this, this inner, my parents are revolutionary. My parents are both college educated. We have been on the privileged side of of this of this whole scenario, right? I come from a line of women who were and are, uh, um, you know, leaders. My cousin, one of my eldest cousins, that she's still alive, ninety something years old, was the first black woman to be a superintendent of the LI Unified School District, right? That was back in the fifties. You see what I'm saying? Like she was the first one. I, we have family that we were the first pharmacy in St. Louis, like black-owned farm. Like so, my family we have privilege in terms of we have been educated. We've always put education primary. We've already we've always had this ideal in our family that no white man will tell me what to do, right? And that comes from way back when, way back when. But it doesn't mean that what we haven't lived in, like I grew up in Eugene. So I, at this very moment, have narratives about who I am that, that completely echo what this man is saying. Where did I get this narrative coming from my family background? So it's a constant battle between the truth and then the doubt that they put in us. But that's where in 2021, and I'm telling black folks, indigenous folks, we, I'm actually, this is something I'm going to be doing in the future, is getting us together and deconstructing white supremacy within ourselves. 
it doesn't mean that we're, we're a very unique faction of this world. We are displaced from our country. We don't know exactly where we come from. And so we have this, this very vulnerable space of inf influence. But at this point in 2021, we have done enough proven resilience, proven stature of, of, of patience and, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm just of, of grace and of brilliance and of magic and this ability to continue to grow even though we are surviving white people's mental delusion. We are survivors, but more than survivors, we thrive through this squalor that they created. They gave us bullshit and we created a whole goddamn farm out of it, right? So this is the thing. We have to, when we're reading the books, we have to look at it from our perspective. What we have to stop doing is listening to, and know, because we know by now, we know this is 2021. We have to actively stop taking a narrative and not being critical thinkers. And this is for black folks, indigenous folks, people of color, and white folks. Every piece of anything, people who come to you, be that asshole in the court, ask the questions. Where is your money going to? Who do you support? Why do I not see anything about people of color here? If I don't have a really good answer for this, I will no longer come here. I will no longer put my money here. You will no longer see people and I will put a fucking sign outside that says you are back in the 1920s and in level of discrimination. We are too we are too powerful. Our dollar means something. It's not about this narrative that he needs to that he needs to continue so that he can understand his place. Because if he looks at his place, <coughs> it's dangerous. It's unstable. You know what it is? It's reliant upon our brilliance and our physical ability. His reliance is on us and he knows it. The only problem is, is we don't. So, and the only problem is, and I keep saying only, there's several onlys. The only problem is, is that he and all the white folks who continue to not ask the questions and who continue to, to go along with this level of thinking that question black people, question black women, question black men who are suspicious of where we come from and who are suspicious of our, mo our motives, they're just like him. They just can't put it into words. And we have to stop pretending ourselves that the white folks we know Unless, the, unless they say otherwise, I need you to know. I need you to say. I need you to, to demonstrate that that is not who you are. It's time. It's time that we do not allow the okie doke to pass. 2021, there's no way that you should be feeling like that you're not worthy from this, this, point, this, this person's point of view. And the truth of it is, is our community suffers because of this. We suffer seeing each other's value. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Because we are socially conditioned. We are, we are conditioned to prioritize white people, white men. That is um, our, 
in the United States, in America, in the Americas, I should say, we have learned to prioritize the colonizers Mm -hmm. and the who and what we put forth first, the structures that have been put in place by them, we put those first. And so it's really, there's a lot we're trying to unlearn. There's a lot of our DNA that's, um, it has so much pain that we have to try to reconcile. So when we don't recognize each other's um, brilliance and value, there's so many more factors at play, mm-hmm. you know? I, I am making it a point in 2021 to have workshops with, with BIPOC people, period. We gotta start. We gotta stop allowing white folks to tell us who we are, and we have got to stop with this 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 narrative that that is is reeked with white supremacy. Right? Um, we have got to start recognizing our own and creating our own narrative that recognizes uplifts who we are as a people now. You see what I'm saying? And I think like even as uh, you know, I talk about mixed race and biracial cultures and biracial uh, people here who are white and black, and I talk about that because I want to highlight it because that level of understanding of blackness, the black idea, right? This this thing that we need to quite understand that is more than our skin color. This the idea is that that level that that social construct of skin is not ours. It's not our. We're still talking white people shit. And I'm tired of it. We need to stop. And white people need to quite understand that when you are asking, you know, black people to to please understand my fragility, you are, you are, what you're asking is, is to please recognize that you are just now recognizing. We already know. We need you to catch up. And that means if you got to go to after school, you got to go, you know, weekend studies, you got to do your thing, pay people to show you, pay people to teach you. Everyone needs to be deconstructed. White supremacy has to be deconstructed. We cannot get to anti-racism unless we talk about this. And the truth of it is, someone just said I'm talking about cultural gaslighting. Absolutely. It can't be done otherwise. I'm taught, this is, I'm actually irritated when I hear all of these people reading all of these books and they don't want to talk about their own relationship to how they see racism in themselves and in their families. You cannot have a homie like this. He has friends who think that they are not racist. Matter of fact, he probably doesn't think he's racist. That and I need to I and, and this is this is the problem because you can't keep covering it up unless and, and act like it doesn't go away. We all smell the bullshit. And the truth of it is, is that it reeks. And it's reeked in this country for years and years and years. 2021, y'all, if you really want to do something different, we are on the verge. We are right there on the wave of actual structural change. We have to be real. We have to be brave. And we have to see each other. You have to be courageous for human rights. We are one step ahead. We can do the work. If anyone needs to understand how to get through something difficult, listen to black women. Okay? We are the leaders of resilience. This is how it works. This woman I have right here, Leanne, is being followed by this creep as she posts about her history. 
and being sent into Facebook jail and and told that she is racist or told that she is discriminatory or told that she's anything other than herself expressing her own lineage of oppression and and teaching and that dude is supported it's I you know it's not about I'm, I'm fired up because it's like when you when you have the answers to the test and you're like, I have the answer to that. And I'm like, cool, cool, maybe get that A. And you're like, well, I don't really know. Where did you get this? Where did you get the answers from? Who did this? I'm going, I got these answers for you so that you could pack, like, so that you could get through that door. This, just do exactly what's on this paper. Understand what's on this, just do it. And, and trust me, you'll learn so much just by write, copying and reading and then actually playing the role. So they're like, oh no, wait, I don't understand. Let me, I need to validate, I need to, uh, to validate your experience. I need to know who did it, when, how, what did it look like? I don't think that, I don't think that's racism. White people still believe that they can dictate our own experience of our lives. Like I said, it's disproportionate. We have to look at the reality. If he wants to bring up, he wants to bring up uh, dominated in my, in their homeland he wants to bring up a threat to his safety. What else does he? What else did he say? Democrats are the major threat to democracy. Um, you're saying that white people should be dominated in their homeland. It's not your homeland, bruh. And uh, we're, we're, we we black folks and people of color would be living in squalor other than if it wasn't for white people. What else did this fool say? Um, and now they want to steal all of our shit and jack our land and control our people that sounds like a guy that sounds like a community village um uh forum for the indigenous people when the white folks were showing up as far as i know you see what i'm saying so th so the problem that i have is that we have the evidence and white folks structural the who are in constru control of the structure are still asking us but why but where but who Huh? And you know what's what what strikes me now is with that exact post. I mean, I obviously I posted it on my Facebook page for people to see. I got messages saying, you know, giving him excuses. Of course you did. Just this or whatever, as if I'm supposed to forgive him mm -hmm. or look past it <clears throat> because. You know, he, he's just one person, and, and I need to have grace and compassion for him, you know, because, oh. <laughs> because of that, you know, and I don't care who it is. It, and now I'm looking at those friendships and saying, okay, so you're per perpetuating white supremacy, and you want me to do it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not only do they want you to do it, they want you to do it kindly. They want you to do it without complaint. They want you to carry the smack that he slapped on you, the feeling that he gave you, and they want you just to like, you know, get over it. 13 to 15% of this country is black. All the other race and majorities and then the majority of this country is white, right? I mean, they, they say that they're white. They say that they're white. 
Yet, their main policies are to maintain superiority, deny access and resources to 13%, 15%, 20% of this country. Who, what is that? The tr and I and I not I don't I'm, I don't ever want to hear anyone talk about <laughs> like please don't come at me with not everyone's like this. The system is this. Do you understand? The system is this. Now trust me, I battle like I can't I can't like I cannot stress this enough. I battle with why I still live here. And I don't mean in Eugene, although I do mean Eugene. <laughs> I battle with Stockholm Syndrome ideas. I'm going, am I, is that what this is? Why am I, why can't I leave? I am on the diversity committee of the country fair. Same shit. I don't know why I do it, but I can't look away. I don't know who's telling the truth anymore. I don't know about black folks who can still stand this shit. I don't know. I feel like it's a sacrifice that because I understand something, I have the validity, I have the inner validity. Like, I feel valid. Like, this, he could tell me this, and me and him, the only thing I see in him is that he needs to have a seat and have some lesson. I don't even feel angry at this dude. I feel sorry for him. But I do this as a profession. I feel like I need, he needs help. I feel like he needs a moment to get his shit together. I feel like I see fear and anger to a point where he can't function because he is so scared that I want what he has. Even though I created what he has. And continue to create what I have that you don't have, right? I don't feel anymore about this being about me. I feel very sad for all the white people who don't recognize their structure that they uphold is this dude and all of his rant that he just put into play that they don't see miseducation. They don't see mental illness. They cannot face the grief of the lies that their ancestors have told them. They cannot face the grief of that truth. That's what I see. But it constantly beats me up because my, my people are still trying to deconstruct the lies that have been told. And we're still fighting each other based on some bullshit that this dude's grandparents put together. Why is it doing that? It started to like play over you, like it. I can't. I can't mute myself, and I don't know why. I don't know how to mute myself. Do you know how to mute yourself? Okay, we're clear now. Okay, keep talking. Okay, 
is really important to remember and to reemphasize and reemphasize and reemphasize, which is our school system has failed. I don't know why it's doing this. I don't know why it's doing this. Sorry, y'all. I've never had these problems with this podcast. I mean, doing this. I, this is the first time ever, so I don't know. Maybe it's our subject matter. Oh, maybe Facebook is cutting us off. I don't know. It's about time I try to figure out another platform, um, and I will continue to try to figure out another platform. Um, so I'm going to try to bring uh, uh, Leanne back on again. Let's try it. We're going to see how this goes. Okay, sounds good. I think so. system has failed us in a, in a plethora of ways, but one of them is that um, it does not teach us to critically think, um, and so that's something that, uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we're in this, in this place that we're at, you know, rather than the hive mind, the people following, the people living in fear, you know, the ability to deconstruct this. I think is founded in, or not founded, but a huge part plays into the education that we receive in this country. And then another part, another point that I wanted to make um, is that, I mean, if you think about it, when I, when I was telling you my initial reaction to this post and how it brought up the sadness in me, it brought up inferiority in me because he put me in my place. Try to. He put you in the place that he sees you should be. Right. He can only put you in your in that place if you agree. I'm that look. I'm that woman. Look, look. Come at me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down fighting. You ain't putting me nowhere. Okay. That and I want. This is the love I want to give all of my black brothers and sisters. I want to give that 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 idea of like. No one can do that to you. And I know when people have their own backgrounds and their own realities, um, their own life stories about their relationship to white supremacy, it, it touches in different ways. But what I want to say out loud is that we all have a complex relationship to white supremacy. 
So if that doesn't help you realize that you get to step out of the shadows and go, yeah, I'm here and I'm black and I do have a complex relationship with white supremacy, perfectly fine, because we all do, right? Black folks gotta understand, indigenous people, people of color, we have a complex re relationship that has, that has even created our level of understanding about our connection. We have got to know that all of us have been harmed in this situation. Some of us can speak louder than others. It doesn't mean that they are less affected, right? White people, as we listen to this guy's letter, if white people aren't naming the four people that they know immediately off the top of their head who, would, who complies to this, who understands this, who would be that same person, maybe less rude or whatever they want to put in their minds? Look, unfortunately, you probably voted the right way. And I, and I say unfortunately because you don't really believe it. But you knew that what he was saying wasn't right. But you don't actually believe in the uplifting of people of color, BIPOC people. You don't actually see all of the reasons. You don't really agree with the phrasings of what we're asking for. You kind of get it, because yeah, but if you just did it this way, it might be better. You are not understanding your relationship to your own racism. And you think because you didn't vote for racism straight out that you're not racist. That's not how this works. <laughs> and if you look at the percentage of people who voted for Trump who were white, or who didn't vote for Trump who were white, the numbers aren't big enough, y'all. Numbers aren't big enough because black people, indigenous people, put that vote over. It wasn't white people who don't believe that they're racist. Okay? We need to stop holding. I'm, I'm not someone. I'm not someone who looks at somebody and goes, yeah, well, let's talk about it for another 55 years. No. We've had enough time. Now, we talk about our education system. That's true, but that's an excuse too. How long have we known that the book, the, the books have been cooked, right? We've been talking about it ever since. So the truth of it is, is that our being seen by this system as human beings is still the issue. We are still not whole people. And people who are wowed by your beauty and people who are amazed by the ingenuity of your headpiece that you have on right now, like, whoa. I get awe and beauty, but if you've not seen this before, and I live next door, like this country, has, we've had black folks ever since you've been here. I'm gonna need you to get more curious. You know, you go, you go flying off to, to all these other countries and you're so polite, you know, you're so curious about their hair and you so you don't you would never offend them. But then you come over here 
and act like we like black folks are just supposed to be your toy and talk. You you don't care about offending us. You don't care about whether or not you know it's a different culture. You're not curious. You don't care. I don't need y'all to really think deeper about white folks' relationship to what this dude was saying. I want to read it one more time because it's disgusting. And I'm nasty like that. <laughs> okay. So, Leanne, my esteemed and beautiful guest here, says, Are you really saying that in the United States, we need to keep the white man in power and tough shit, tough ass? I said, I wasn't cussing at first, but then I just got mad. But okay, <laughs> tough shit for anyone else. And this dude who's on my page, you can see his little text says, Hell yes, in capital letters. The white people should maintain control over the country they are a majority in. Y'all Democrats are a major threat to democracy. Major rule, remember that pesky democracy thing? You're flat out saying white people should be dominated in their own homeland. You're a threat to my safety. Can we stop there for a second? I gotta back this up for a second. Cause girl, every time I read this, I got more to say. Why? This is where the pathology sits in. Majority rules. Right? Let's back it up. Y'all Democrats are a major threat to democracy. He sees the major rules. Remember that pesky democracy thing. You're flat out saying that people should be dominated in their own homeland. Let's back it up. Why? And I know the answer, but can't this critical think, critically think. This is what we gotta start doing in 2021. Everybody across the board. He is saying he is relating democracy, the the act of the majority, right? Naturally depicts and and inserts oppression over everyone else. His version of power means pain. For you and me. There isn't a, even a sense of, of leadership. There isn't, there isn't even a sense of equity. You belong under my foot. <laughs> Majority rules. Dominated in their home. People, white people would be dominated. So he's already, I mean, he said it several times. If we're not in rule, we would be dominated. You're not in rule, you deserve to be. That's... Do, do you see the, the mental disconnection? I mean, there's a, a literal mental disconnection there. That, that to me, I, I'm hearing him, the fact that if he, as a white person, was not of a dominating position even in a democracy where we're voting on who who is going to lead the country right his assumption is that whoever is leading the country the power that they have and insert is to dominate is to oppress so he can't even see in his his eye his mind's eye his third he can't see it that if somebody, he even says it right here, you're a threat to my safety. When minorities are in control, that's a dictatorship. 
We don't go into language arts and we don't go into history in this show, but that's not what a dictatorship is. <laughs> However, he is describing his lack of understanding around the ideals of, of power. Um, but really what power is for him. And that means pain and dominance over everyone else. Right? That's what people don't understand. When I talk about privilege, when I talk about privilege, when we talk about privilege, white privilege, this is the part that they don't understand. Because when they feel like they have to give something up, if we actually have equity and access, they're like, wait, do I lose my privilege? Do I lose it? I'm not willing to share. This is what he's describing. In much grosser terms, and it's straightforward. But homie, I appreciate homie. He is telling the truth of his, his vision, but it's not just him. He's telling the truth of the white majority's vision of this country and how the system has been built. Black folks, indigenous folks, and people of color. This is what we've been trying to tell all you white folks. As we go through the systems, as we walk through your halls, as we walk into your white spaces, into the grocery stores, into the movie theaters, into education systems, right up into your PhD levels of education. This is the problem that you are unwilling to face. In 2021, critical thinking is how we will get through it. We have to dismantle this. We have to take it down. It won't work otherwise. And it's like we said, education is one, one, education is one way, but I was educated that I ain't shit. <laughs> I don't believe it. I got a whole level, a whole ancestry background, a whole life and family that tells me otherwise. I have a whole community. If you don't have that family, you have a whole community that will tell you otherwise. So education in the system we can talk about, we definitely need to correct. But this is an everyday thing. This is a who we invite into our country, who we invite into our dinner thing. This is a who we hanging out thing. This is a who we allowing in the house thing. Right, well, and that's the thing is the ship has already sailed. The education already failed them. Right. Anymore. It's not applicable anymore. Don't be using books from nineteen, from two thousand nineteen. <laughs> they're they're not two thousand twenty one, right? Yeah, education brainwashed us all. It's an indoctrination. I mean, people who who have who decided not to do the public system school system has talked about it being flawed from the beginning, and then they teach their kids what they knew. <laughs> it ain't working. 
And if those, all these people who are truly believe that they're not racist, truly believe that they are not doing what this guy is doing, you're not loud enough. Well, I gotta say, white people, if you, if you have had the thought, I am not racist, think again. If you have to have that thought, if you have to say that out loud, it's not true. <laughs> true story. True, true story. I just, I mean, I'm very, I'm a little discouraged because of the sound. Um, and, I, and I'm wanting to everyone to hear everything we have to say. You know? Um, and my, my work is based in people understanding this, you know? Um, my work is in deconstructing. It's from my life experience, you know? Um, we, I want the level of harm to be seen, not only as for us to, we, it's not for us, to even face this dude's level of delusion. But I want us, you know, black folks, indigenous folks, people of color, all of us, I want us to get to the point where we all see him like I see him. As someone who is hurting, you know that, like I said, that little dog in the corner who, who he broke his leg so you get close and he bites at you? He is dangerous. He's dangerous. That, the dog is dangerous when he's hurt. Right? But we treat him accordingly. We get him what he needs and, it, and, and until he can get better and then we can work with him. If he doesn't get better, we put him to sleep. But that's not the point. <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't see this man as as somebody who can tell me where I belong and who I am and what I do. He does not get to tell me my value anymore. Not in 2021. I will stand alone before I will stand with, with trying to create that in my world and try to understand it. And I want everyone to get to the point where we can see this for what it is. It's mental disorder it's fear and it's pain and it has nothing to do with you he has got to battle this and learn about himself and his ancestry and his where he came from and and his his misconstrued definition of power and and democracy and black people and fear like he's got to do that but he has to do that and if he continues to infringe on your safety, on our safety, we also need to come up with a plan so that they are not so, I don't know, comfortable with trying to flex that level of ownership they believe that they have. This is why I battle with why I still stay here. I stay here for people who, like, when you felt sad, that is why I stay. 
But at the same time, I think about my life, you know, I think about my well-being. I think about if I will ever have another boyfriend or, or, <laughs> or if I will ever walk the streets the way I want to, if I will ever have, you know, conversations with other women that, that are not about the crab mentality, you know, when, when will I be able to have a conversation that's not based in this level of violence? You know? That's why I, I feel like I need to leave. White supremacy is global. Colonization worked very well. But there's a level of violence with this country that 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 is hard to get past. Hard to get past. It's a level of ignorance. Love the ignorance about this white system is baffling. To most other countries when they listen to us they're like so confused about how we don't know and I don't want to be a part of that anymore but at the same time when we're hurting I don't I have a hard time walking away so I don't know. We've made it to 1230. Do you have anything else you want to say? Well, not, not exactly. I just I really want to just point out the, um, the differences, oh, sorry, the different reactions, in, internal reactions that a person of a black indigenous person of color can have. And just reading something like that or hearing something like that, mm. I don't know one day can be a very strong reaction, the next day roll off your back. But, you know, there is a spectrum of responses, reactions, um, just like what I was saying, that bring in inferiority. Mm -hmm. And I know one thing with me in particular, because I'm half black and half white, Mm -hmm. I have a very difficult relationship with whiteness, you know, because I want to distance myself from white supremacy, but I have white supremacy in my veins. Um, And so when he says things like that, when people say things like that, there's an additional, um, there's an additional feeling that I get of um, uh, not being human, being an object. So being someone who shouldn't exist, you know, because I am half white, half black, black that's like the ultimate sin in the United States, mm-hmm. and the, the ultimate um, betrayal to white people. And, and that's just one perspective. There are so many more, and I think we need to look at those too. <clears throat> I, I want to look at that more. I feel like the voice that I have am lifting, the voice that I'm creating, is one to to illuminate, like to to bring awareness to that conditioning, but really to that lived experience of not only being biracial. I'm not biracial, right? But everyone I know here is, 
And so I have this experience with white people who they assume that I'm biracial because of my fair skin. I, you know, but the black narrative, um, the black consciousness is the part where I want the Pacific Northwest and people who are here to quite understand why we're what's missing. And what's missing is is this very idea, this very needed knowledge that you are accepted as a black person based on some level of of behavior or based on some level of proximity or based on some level of of community and that's false and the pacific northwest black people here have a really hard time understanding that their version of black is still a version of black it's a high level of contextual proximity to whiteness but it's a black experience being conditioned by whiteness. It's still a black experience. Now the consciousness of blackness is totally different. We can have a complete podcast on just what the idea of the consciousness of blackness is. But when you've got a three-year-old or four-year-old or a five-year-old who just knows that there's something different about her, right? And not because somebody said something, but because she feels something. We're tapping, we're tapping. Right? It's that feeling of like, everyone keeps saying that I'm too big, or I'm too, I'm ugly, or I'm this, but there's something in me that knows that that's not right. That's not how you talk to people. That's not how you treat people. No one told me that because they treat me that way, but someone, the connectivity, the kindness, the connection to community, our community, I'm seeking. It's like a beaker is going off, beep, beep, beep. That's black consciousness talking to you. Now it's not being fed because the community isn't there to tell you. But you see, you're not born with, you're born with it, right? And so there's black folks who don't tap, you know? There's black folks who decide, I'm not there, I'm, I'm a white supremacist. It's still a spectrum of blackness. We have damage too, we're, we're damaged as well. Some of us are further along the deconstruction line than others, but none of it makes you less black. The experience is real when we're dealing with white supremacy. So I love you, Leanne, and I love it when you're on my show. <laughs> um, will you please come back to my show again? Girl, do I want to see the rest of the screenshots? <laughs> I do. Y'all, I don't know what is going on with our sound. I'm hoping that you guys caught most of it. I'm hoping that it came through uh, clear on my audio and you can pick it up on the podcast. 
Um, but I just, uh, yeah, it was real bad there for a second. Um, I'm probably going to tie this up with her, and I'm asking her if she'll come back on my show again. Um, Mary Beth, I see that you want to join the video, but I'm having one guest at a time, and uh, perhaps we'll join or have, um, if you'd like to DM me and you want to talk about something, please do. I could have you on the show at that time. I don't know what is going on with the split screen, but I feel like it's definitely why uh, it's definitely why the sound has been messed up. Because here I am talking to you perfectly fine. It sounds great. Um, as soon as Leanne comes back on, it, it has this horrible sound to it. Um, this conversation was pretty deep, and I'm sorry that it can only really go an hour and a half. Um, but please read back and see what you uh, would love to, to join in the conversation and let me know. Uh, I would love to talk more about it. Um, like Leanne was suggesting, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get together and we'll have more conversations about what this conversation was about in the future. Um, hey, Le yeah, Leanne, the sound gets awful on the split screen. I don't understand why. This is the first time I've ever had this happen. Yeah, it, it may be my phone. I oh. Okay, I don't, yeah. Well, we'll have to figure it out. Like I said, please come back to my show again. We will do this again. We can, you can send me more screenshots. Um, I, I love to deconstruct. That's what we're doing, right? I love to promote empowerment and critical thinking. It's what I do. It's what I do for a living. It's what I do every single day. Um, so when these kind of things come up and these kind of letters and come out, let's, let's take it apart. Let's take it apart. You know, let's look at it for what it is. Let's ask people to be better. You know, and I'm talking about the not the person who wrote it, but the person who knows him who wrote it. I mean, who knows that that guy and is giving excuses for his behavior. It's time we band together for the righteousness of this country. Like we gotta move forward. All right. You know, I love you. I love you too. I'll see you later. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you everybody for watching. Um, I am going to close this, uh, this podcast off now. I also want to encourage you guys all to, if you are learning anything from my show and if you are enjoying my show, please support my show at patreon.com. It's uh, patreon forward slash black girl from Eugene underscore one. Your patron at $5, $10, $25 each has benefits to each tier. This is how I keep the podcast going. Please, uh, if you're learning anything from my little weekly podcast, please join me at Patreon. I have, um, at a $10 tier, I do videos every two weeks. Um, I take suggestions on what you'd wanna hear and learn about. I'm here to teach, I'm here to support, I'm here to empower. Also, if you check out my website, I have hoodies and they're super cute black and they're not the ones that zip up they're the ones that go over your head so they're super nice and super soft um, and I have all black right now but they're super cute and so head over to my um, head over to my website and check out uh, the hoodies if you are interested in a hoodie um, we have them there and we're also on Redbubble now and so we have like stickers and, and mugs and all that kind of stuff you can definitely get that over to uh, on my website as well. Um, I am going to go through these uh, questions real quick. I don't think I had a lot of questions. I see that you guys were talking to each other quite a bit, which I absolutely love. Um, let me stop my audio and I'll go through these questions. Um, thank you everyone on my uh, podcast, audio listening. 
simulcasted on www.kepw.org and um, all of this information will be in show notes. Peace.